0: Hi, this is Angel Wilson, and welcome to Spark Up. Thank you for joining me and my lovely little corner of the internet on this podcast. We're going to be talking a lot about autism, but not just autism itself. We're going to do a lot of dialogue talking to actual autistic people, getting their perspectives on autism and how it's looked at in society. We're also going to be talking to providers who provide services for autism and how they kind of see and approach autism. And we're also gonna be talking to family members and get their viewpoint on what it's like to have a family member with autism. And we're gonna have dialogues with all different kinds of people, including those. Some of those dialogues could get a little deep. We might talk about some, some touchy subjects like racism and access to resources, but these are all topics that we know need to be talked about. This is Angel Wilson and welcome to spark up. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast in my little corner of the podcast world. I am so happy that you could join us. And today I'm really happy that I have uh, a guest today. I always get excited when I have guests because it's always like great conversations and everyone has their own, you know, flavor and color to kind of bring to the podcast. So I always love when we have guests. So, uh, sit back, relax, and enjoy. So my guest today is the area director of Best Buddies here in Palm Beach County, and her name is Trisha Williams. Trisha, welcome to Spark Up. How are you? Thank you, thank you. I am great, Angel. Thank you so much for having
1: me on this. Um, as you know, I I, I am a uh, avid listener of your podcast. I think what oh. you're doing is great, and so it was an absolute joy for you to um, uh, to have you reach out and and suggest me being on here. So thank
0: you. Oh, you are very welcome. Um, Let's start by you kind of telling just a little bit of, uh, I I gave like your title, but what exactly do you do as like area director of Best Buddies and maybe a little bit about what Best Buddies is? So Best
1: Buddies is a nonprofit that helps people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And from uh, what that means for your listeners are people with uh, down syndrome, fragile X, um, uh, autism. So we're kind of like an umbrella of the different intellectual and developmental disabilities. Uh, we Mm -hmm. don't discriminate in saying, you know, if you're in one or the other, our goal is really to create more social interaction and opportunities, uh, for people, because we find that when you can, um, really build your social uh being able to connect socially uh things like jobs and things like advocating for yourself comes a lot easier and so um i really love the organization like i said we are an international organization um i have the privilege of being over not just palm beach county but five counties uh, uh, here in Florida. So Martin County, uh, St. Lucie, Indian River, Okeechobee County, and of course, Palm Beach County, where our office
0: is based out of. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah. I knew about Palm Beach. I didn't know. I, I, I'd forgotten that like, oh no, she has like a ton of, like, you have a lot of area that you cover. Yes.
1: Yeah. We have a lot of area. I have a lot of area to cover and um, I'm excited to get out there and, and get into some of those other areas. We are very heavily concentrated in Palm Beach County. Like I said, it's where our home office is. Um, It's also mm-hmm. where I call home. Um, I'm, I am a Palm Beach County resident. And um, but you know, I look at all of these other counties that we have, and, and our services are really needed. So my goal is really to see us really touch every corner of every one of the five counties that, um, that we cover for our office here in Palm Beach.:
0: Nice, nice. Um, I know when I first got um, kind of introduced to the organization, the first thing that kind of stood out to me was the mentoring, and I got to go, to, for example, to you guys, uh, kickoff celebration for your yes. walk which we'll talk about uh before we wrap up everything we get to the section my we'll talk favorite about event events. of all time <laughs> yes <laughs> so one thing that really struck out to me was just like the the mentoring part how you had these different teenagers who were coming in and kind of and were really were like literally the epitome of like the best buddies like idea i absolutely loved that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's really how it was started. Um, We were started by Anthony Kennedy Shriver, um, and he started the organization in his dorm room at Georgetown University. And Mm. his whole goal was, you know, someone without a disability and someone with a disability being connected. And a Mm. lot of times I think people look at it as, oh, you know, this one group is mentoring the other. And I beg to differ. I see a real change in our students who are considered as typical. Um, I see, you know, a, a whole different side to them when they are hanging out with their buddies. And, and um, I'm using a, a best buddies term, so I want to kind of share it. So we call our people with intellectual or developmental disabilities, um, kind of like a name for is, is our buddies. And then for someone without a disability, they are considered our peer buddies. So we want those two groups to always be working together. It's one thing to have an organization where you just kind of keep people in one area, but we're really about inclusion. And to be inclusive, you have to interact with someone on a regular basis. So we really provide the platform for our elementary, middle, high school, and college students to be able to do that. And then when you get out of uh, college um, and you hopefully are not graduating to the couch, you know, we have our citizens program where there's a lot of people who said, you know, hey, I did best buddies in high school and I had this great relationship with someone who, you know, had a diagnosis of Down syndrome and I really miss that friendship and we are we create those opportunities again even at our citizens or adult level so it that that mentoring that you saw really kind of goes throughout your whole lifetime if you're involved with best buddies
0: that is incredible that so yes like um i really love what your organization does and i know also for you you kind of have a personal investment as well cuz i know you have a to children who mm-hmm. are considered to be neurodiverse and you don't have to say their their names because I know privacy and so forth, but you're from the provider side and kind of the mom parent Absolutely. side as well. Absolutely. So um I wanted to ask first, I think a little bit about the the mom side. Like, and again, as much as you feel comfortable kind of telling or not telling, like what was the process like, I guess, of just um getting the, the, the diagnosis. And then, um, those, was that partly what kind of influenced you going toward like a place like best buddies and you know, all that stuff.
1: (laughs) So Angel, I want to hear something crazy. It is that, um, the diagnosis for my youngest son actually came way after I was already a part of best buddies. It just came really in 2021. And I've been with best buddies since 2018. Um, that's not to say that I didn't notice some signs. So from Mm a mom point of view, I was like every other mom who at first you get the diagnosis and you go into a state of denial. Oh no, you know, he's going to grow out of it. You know, and I heard that from other people and I heard that from family members, you know, oh, you know, he's, he's don't, don't compare him to his, to his brother. And so, um, you know, but I, I. I really thank God for my partner in life, my husband. And he's like, this kid is different from the other one. (laughs) You know, Mm -hmm. we have two boys and he's like that. So, so we went to a couple different providers who, um, told us the same thing, you know, wait another year and, you know, wait another year and boys develop at a different rate. And we just really saw that you know, there there was a there was a slight difference. Um, my son is he is very verbal. Um, but there were times where it was you know there was this this intense focus on objects versus people. There was mm-hmm. this intense focus on um uh, not being able to really make a lot of eye contact. Um, uh, you know, just really having to be very repetitive in in getting tasks done and things like that. And so for as parents, you know, we kept saying, "Okay, you know, we'll give it one more year. We'll give it one more year. And um, we went out and we spoke to our pediatrician and same thing. Our pediatrician was like, oh, you know, I I don't really see it. Don't worry about it. And I feel like sometimes, um, especially sometimes for our black and brown moms, we find that um, we're kind of pushed off. And, And you have as a parent, you have a gut feeling right? So I had that gut feeling, but I was in denial. My husband was not, (laughs) you know? Um, And um, it it just kind of kept going. And so I really saw the epitome of it in 2020, um, when the pandemic happened. And so now here I am as mom and a provider to people with IDD working at home. And here is my little one, trying to do school at home and having constant meltdowns and you know and it wasn't working and you know things and finally his teacher and I you know sat down and I'm I'm very grateful to his uh, kindergarten teacher and she's like have you ever thought about and I said yes we have before she could finish the sentence mm-hmm. um we went through all of the paperwork teachers usually give you to look you know at those signs went back to the pediatrician and said, all right, now I have both teacher agreeing with me. Let's take a serious look. And when he did, you know, he said, you know what, you're right. Um, you know, his diagnosis was put on as, uh, Asperger's syndrome. And I'll tell you that, um, from a mom's point of view, I went ahead and I ran with that. Okay, great. You know, but Later on, and I'll talk a little bit more later on about some of the tips for parents, um, if I can give some, if you don't mind, is sure. listen, listen to your community. So listening to my community, they said, oh, no, have, make sure that it says um, ASD, you know, uh, so that we know that this is what it is. It's in the umbrella. And so um, recently we had his diagnosis changed because um you know, it it will allow him to be able to access uh, some more support systems that you cannot when you just have that Asperger's syndrome diagnosis. So, right. um, you know, that was one thing. Um, but yes, I was a provider way more before my son got diagnosed.
0: You brought up some really um, interesting uh, points too, like the, I always tell Parents go with that gut instinct. If you have a feeling deep down that something is is, you know, different, you know, go with that. Cause yes, unfortunately there are, you know, sometimes providers that are either hesitant to diagnose or That's- they're slow to kind of catch on to the signs. And right. and, and there are even some who just don't want to be the one to diagnose. They would rather right. kind of kick it down the, you know, kick it kick the can down the road, so to speak. And uh, a lot of parents um, will kind of just, okay, well, they say, you know, so and such and they're supposed to be the expert. I say, of course, kids are experts on themselves, but parents are experts on their kids. Absolutely. So, yeah. So you have to be willing to say like, Hey, you know what? I may need to get a second opinion. On Absolutely.
1: This. I agree with you a hundred percent because you're an expert on your child. Your doctor mm-hmm. is seeing your child maybe once, maybe twice a quarter. You know, right. and you're with this child all the time. And like I said, I I gave a lot. I have a lot of respect for his um uh, his kindergarten teacher at that time because um she was spending time with him online. I'm in another room, you know, talking to other parents, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then uh hearing meltdowns happening. And and she's like, let me let me share this with you. And so mm-hmm. um a lot of times I I I. I truly believe it takes a village to, um, uh, to raise a child. So I listen to our teachers. I never come to even our teachers and uh, our principals. Um, uh, You and I have met at the school, which my kids go to. So, you know, Mm -hmm. the principal, their current principal and teachers. And so, um, you know, I'm always open and talking with them because I say to them as a working mom, You have the privilege of spending sometimes more hours in the day with my child than I do. And Mm -hmm. so I want to hear what you're seeing so that we can work on it together. I get them from the time they wake up in the morning to when I drop them off at school. And then I get them again from when I pick them up from daycare, aftercare or school until they go to sleep at night. Right um, and through the night, but those waking hours for me are shorter than what some of the teachers are getting. So I want to hear what you're seeing. And I'm one of those parents that you can never tell me something that is going to be a disappointment or a shock. It might be a shock. It it might, but, but my goal is I love that sense of, of open communication all the time, especially with your kid's
0: parent uh, school. So. Right. Right. Um, so yes, for, for listeners, like I, uh, uh, Trisha and I met at the school that her, her kids go to. And, um, a lot of, actually that school seems to be a center hub for a lot of people who have been on this, on this podcast now. It's kind of funny. Um, it's like six degrees of separation. It's hilarious. Um, so the fact that you said that you were in, uh, into best buddies before your youngest child got the diagnosis. So, uh, what kind of draw drew you to best buddies initially back in, in 2018?
1: Um, I'll tell you that, you know, I was, I was kind of, um, I, I worked in the non, I was in the nonprofit space at that point for about three and a half years going on four years and working with another nonprofit. And, um, someone came to me, told me about, you know, what best buddies does and I remember as a child, um, which by the way, I'm from Trinidad and Tobago, a little bit of an mm-hmm. accent there. <laughs> it comes out when it wants. Um, and uh, uh, in growing up in, in Tobago, I remembered as a child being taken to um, this school. I don't want to mention the school name, but it was mm-hmm. an older school that um, really kind of segregated kids with, um, with IDD and kids mm-hmm. with physical disabilities And it was very much a sense when we were taken, I went to a private school, when we were taken to that school, it was very much to kind of say, look down on them and and be grateful for who you are. And, And it was very much a condescending type of a visit, you know, to these children. And so when I heard about it, and I thought, oh, okay, you know, we're doing this, we're doing that. And you know, and then Best Buddies hooked me with the slogan, We're not looking for a cure, we are the cure. And when you mm. think about it, we as individuals are the cure to social isolation. I tell people all the time that what they experienced in 2020, in the height of the pandemic, when we were all at home, when we were, you know, we were on Zoom having, I would have, um, you know, coffee mornings with my girlfriends on Zoom because I was so lonely, you know. Mm -hmm. This is what people with an IDD sometimes go through for years because people are not reaching out, right? Because they don't have those social opportunities. Um, You mentioned that, um, you know, you were gracious enough to come to one of our events recently. And I, you know, I'm sure you can back me up when you uh, remember just seeing the smiles on some of our participants' face. I had one young man who came up and he said, Trisha, I've never been to something like this before. And we were in a large area, downtown West Palm Beach that was open to the public. Our little area was cordoned off for our private event, but people were looking in and and he was so excited to be a Mm -hmm. part of this. And when you think about it, um, We go on social outings all the time, right? I have stuff after work that I go to and network mixers and family things. But what happens when someone with a disability, the only people they see every day is the family members and the mom and the dad and the provider, but they don't really have that friend who calls to check on them or that friend who says, hey, let's go see a movie. And that's right. what Best Buddies provides.
0: Nice. That is awesome. Yeah, I, I, um, I think I even know exactly who you were talking about at the event. But there, was so many of the of the kids were just like super. All of them, uh, super excited. The the buddies and the, and the peer buddies were all like just super excited, hanging out with each other. Some of them I think hadn't seen each other for a while, so they were yes. super excited to see each other. Um, it was it was such a great uh great experience to kind of see that like in action. Absolutely. So with having kind of uh, being one of those ones that has the the mom experience and the provider experience, does one role kind of help you with the other or help you give insight into into the other, so to speak?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have to say that when um, when when my youngest was first diagnosed, I felt um, I felt like I actually had to lean on some of the moms that I was the provider for. So I mm. no longer became the provider. I became another mom. And what I love is, um, and I'll try, I'm feeling tears welling up, so I won't cry through oh. this. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I just love the fact that when the, when the role got flipped, there were so many women who of every color, shape, size, culture ran to me and said, we'll help you through this, you know? we can tell you what you need to do at this age. We can tell you what you need to do at this part of your life. And so, um, you know, I even had a mom who gave me tips on how to have a better experience at Disney, you know? Mm. And so shout out to those two moms. Uh, hopefully they're hearing, I don't want to say their names, but you, you two know, know who you are. Uh, they are. They're two good girlfriends who, both have kids with disabilities and actually their kids date each other, which is very cool. Uh, (laughs) They're a dating (laughs) pair. And Mm -hmm. so, um, so the two moms came to me and said, Oh, you know, you're, you're taking your son to Disney for his birthday. Here's what you need to do. And they gave me all of the tips and our Disney experience was amazing. But again, it was that community that came around me that it was Trisha's no longer just, you know, she's not the provider for these social activities for our kids let's tell her some of the things that she might not know and what i i lo- what what it did for me as a provider is then it opened up the door for me to realize hmm best buddies does give you know these opportunities but these other opportunities are not our focus no one organization is going to give you everything right we're not a walmart we're not a one-stop shop right Right. we have our particular group of set of skills we're fantastic at making sure that we're creating more uh inclusion in your schools like i said elementary middle high school we just started with the elementary schools and we're going gangbusters we've got a great program at mary mcleod bethune elementary we've got a great Mm. program at Everglades Elementary and hopefully getting some more elementary schools going. Um, you know, our high schools are fantastic also. And so, um, my point is, is that that's where we shine. We also shine in the jobs, um, role where we're one of the few organizations that even if you, when you get a job from us, um, or choose us to be your provider, where we would connect with vocational rehabilitation And I had to learn about that too, right? (laughs) Right. Um, When we connect with vocational rehabilitation and help bring you a job, we don't just disappear afterwards. Unfortunately, some organizations that once their funding stops, they have to stop. I I completely understand that, right? The world runs on money. So the funding stops, they have to stop. What's great about Best Buddies is that the job that I do, I help to keep uh, providing or helping to find that funding that will help to propel us to let's say someone gets a job in 2018 and they're still at that job in 2023 which now is unheard of but (laughs) let's say that they're still at their job in 2023 and something happens they get a new manager that they're not used to and things are going off the rails a little bit they could pick up the phone call a best buddy's office And we will send another employment consultant out there to get them back on track so they can be working for years. And as long as we were the ones who placed them in that job, we will come out and we will support them. And so that's really great. So those are great things we do. But there's other things that we ourselves um, look for supportive resources. And so what this has taught me as a provider is to be one of those who hopefully leads the charge in getting our other providers to come together and to create a safety net. My word for this year, for 2022 and 2023, has been safety net, right? I want to be able to create a safety net for our kids with our services and services from other providers that um, I've been really pr- privileged to meet and and you know, uh, combine our services with.
0: That's that's something that I've heard is a common theme on, I think, nearly everyone that I've ha- had on the podcast as a guest, like everyone, that idea of community. And they might not have literally said safety net, but that general idea of creating yes. a safety net, not just for the kids, teens, and adults who have disabilities, but their families, the parents, like the whole, the whole support system as well. Absolutely. Yeah. So it you guys are, are right on track with the rest of the community that I've been talking to. Everyone seems to have this central theme, and I'm actually super excited and happy about that because all of us, that means all of us are on the same page. All of us are recognizing yes. the same needs within the community. And something that you said that I really loved is the fact that everyone has a different kind of part to play. Everyone Absolutely. has a specific like area of, of expertise, or this is the area that we kind of deal with, But and we don't do this, but we know who does. They do this part. And everyone kind of connecting each other together to create that, literally create that safety net.
1: Absolutely. No, I agree with you because, you know, there are, and there's things like, like anywhere else in, uh, like anyone else in the world, there are different people who have different things that they love to do. For instance, Mm -hmm. I know that there's another nonprofit that they do a lot with marine life. You know, they do a Mm -hmm. lot with things on the beaches and stuff. So there are times when I'll reach out and say, Hey, you know, if you're doing this, can I come alongside you? You know, because I have these people who love being on the beach. Then I might have a group who says, you know what, we love motorcycles or we love gaming. And there's a group who can do some of that also. So for me, it is really, you know, building that network that's wide enough that if you love a specific thing and you're someone with an IDD you know, I could connect you to another group who might be that's their only focus.
0: um I want to start getting more into kind of like the the uh you started hinting at different like tips for for uh parents and providers and so forth. I want to ask first like what are some of during your own journey, what are some of the resources? That kind of helped you out. You can you can name names and organizations if you want, if you don't want to, you don't have to, but just giving an idea of what kind of helped you out during that process. You mentioned some of the parents, but what are other resources and things that helped you on the journey?
1: Sure. Um for me, um, a couple things that was uh that were really helpful. Um one organization that um I I love them and and you know I tout that you know they're they're great and they're a good partner of ours also is a fau card and mm-hmm. so um i went through my husband and i went through their little owls program to really help us because our youngest son sometimes tended to be a runner and so um we've gotten him to the point where he knows you gotta see mom and dad you can't you know it you always look around so there's times where he'll go about 600 feet away or something and I'll see him turn back and look. And it's like, okay, you know, he he remembers that. And that's some of the stuff, the tips that we were taught um going through that FAU CARD program. Um nice. really also um, you know, reaching out and, and working with um Easter Seals was uh, very helpful also, um, mm-hmm. you know, where they kind of helped us along that journey, and then we kind of moved into working with uh FAU Card. So for me as a parent, um, it has honestly been, yes, those two major organizations, but it's also been a lot of um, smaller local people. Um, there is a great um, young woman by the name of Erica Lyles. Hopefully she loves that I'm mentioning her here. And she, <laughs> uh, she has this um, organization called Whole Vibes and they are uh, they teach music. And so mm. again, during the pandemic, it was great where we went ahead and had a music teacher uh, safely come into our home and spend time with our son. And it really helped him. You know, he loved the nice. free play of music. And so uh, that was helpful. So even some local organizations um, was were really helpful in getting us um, to be able to to manage this new light
0: on our parenting journey. Right, and um, like I said, you started talking about, about what what kind of uh you can like divide up into tips for parents, tips for pro- providers. But what kind of like things have you kind of like learned, both as a mom and as a provider, that you would kind of give to moms who may just have had a, a child who is recently diagnosed, and you know providers who are I've noticed there's quite a few providers that are new to the field that are coming in, mm-hmm. and they come in with so many. Question. so many questions, which is good. I like when they ask questions, but, uh, what kind of, for either one of those parties, what kind of tips would you give for them? So
1: for the parents, um, I heard someone say this actually about myself and my husband, um, just recently. And they said, you know, you, you are your parent, you are your kid's biggest advocate, right? Mm -hmm. That's the one thing to realize. Um, uh, like I shared before, go with that gut feeling. You know, if there's a gut feeling, it doesn't matter. It does not matter if it is for moms. It does not matter if it's your mom, uh. And and we'll talk a little about the generations before. You know, mm-hmm. who's telling you, oh, you know, he's okay or, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. here goes my accent. My <laughs> mom <laughs> there. Uh, you know. Uh, but it is sometimes our um role to even educate those generations before us uh so that they understand and and I have to say my parents were really good at I had to and and my and my husband's um uh, mom were really good at just listening to us say no he is different from the other grandson so Mm -hmm. let's tell you what you need to do you know and so they um you know they understand and so they're always celebrating every win he has um they're always celebrating for both of them but I think it's kind of like you know they they root sometimes a little bit harder for him. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and so we had to teach them. So so parents, you're your kid's advocate, even against the odds of even family members and say, this is what you need to do. And um, I would also say for parents, you know, make sure that you are getting the information that you need. And sometimes you might say, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I need. Or reach out to organizations like ours, like, um, you know, FAU Card, like Easter Seals, like these, you know, larger organizations that can give you some really good tips and, um, and point you in the right direction. Um, as a parent, also, I found out there's so much that's out there um, federally funded for our children, but you've mm-hmm. got to get on that now. Right, you don't want to wait till they're 17 and three quarters, and you're trying to do all this in three months before they turn 18. You know, there are grants, there are scholarship opportunities. Um, and I'll tell you, I don't think I have learned all of them just yet. I'm learning about new ones every day and writing them down and trying to get my son, you know, on some of these because, um, and 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 let me stop and say this too. Um, don't look at it and say, oh, well, you know, my son's not nonverbal or they don't, you know, don't look at that. What I say is get the services, get them lined up for the services. If they need them, they need them. If they don't, they don't. Right. I wouldn't take away from any other parent who needs those services or those funds. Mm -hmm. But if I think that he'll need that, you know, he might need some help with balancing a checkbook when he's older. So, I want to make sure there's funds in place for him to have an accountant who's going to help him, you know, but then someone else's child might need a speech therapist for the rest of their life. You know, one doesn't outweigh the other in what's, right. um what, what's needed. Just make sure that you're getting as much as you can for your kids. um, And for parents also, I'll say, I know it can be overwhelming. Um, I know that it might seem like, Oh my gosh, I have all this to do where do i have the time in the day and just know that you know every one step forward is a greater step for your kids so just do it one day at a time um you know some of those things you have to jump on sooner than later but for hopefully if you have an early diagnosis like we did before the age of 10 you know you'll get that opportunity to you know get all these things in line
0: right nice and then for um providers, especially the ones who are kind of new to the field and, and um, may, I I know, like I did a training about a week ago on autism and cultural considerations. And one of the big things was um, talking to, uh, trying to talk to parents of other cultures who may not understand some of these conditions. Um, Have you had any kind of experience with that yourself? And what would you kind of like Say to especially like I said, new providers coming in.
1: Well, absolutely. I mean, I'm from a different culture, right? Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, so I am. I'm not just a provider, but I'm, I'm a part of of that culture. And you know mm-hmm. that I and and again, I, I I think you've been following me around this week because I had this conversation with someone <laughs> who um said uh, they they were talking about atypical kids and they were talking about mm-hmm. the Caribbean culture. And they were talking about you know oh the parents were mad at me for sharing this uh, this this opportunity with their kids they were mad and I said no they weren't mad I said they were scared and so they were like well what do you mean and I said you know when you come from a different culture or a cultural background and you come into this large diaspora of the United States you come sometimes especially for those of us who are I am a first generation immigrant you know Mm -hmm. and so you come here. And it is overwhelming. It's a lot of information. And and so your tendency is to hold on to what you know, right? I know that if I keep my kids safe and keep them, if I keep them close, I'm keeping them safe. And that's not always the case. There's sometimes you have to just let them go. And so I said, you know, even turning your kid over to a provider or hearing a different way that you were brought up can feel like you're giving your kids to someone else. And so, um, you know, I would say for those providers, try to, you know, try to lessen the, don't, don't, don't take that aggression or maybe even that, um, that sense of fear or, or what you might perceive as anger as, um, you know, a barrier. I would say, look for ways that you could connect with them. Um, a great example that I do all the time is that if I'm going to a particular group of people and I have a volunteer who is from that culture, I bring them with me, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I've been reaching into the um, Indian American, uh, the Indian as in from India and uh, Mm -hmm. that part of the world culture. And so um, I was blessed to have one volunteer who came in and said you know tell me more and i encouraged them to come in and the other thing that i did as a provider is when they came to our events they bashfully said could we wear um could we wear our native dress and i said absolutely i said Mm -hmm. don't show up if you're going to show up in jeans and t-shirt i want to see you in your native dress and they held on to that said oh my gosh you're 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 welcoming our culture Um, absolutely you know i'm here to celebrate you're not going to let me talk to your people with a disability if I am not embracing all of you. And so I, you know, started doing that. And out of that, I had several different people at one of our events. We had a table full of people who were just like, wow, we didn't even know this existed. We're allowed to come in our saris and and, and on our headdresses and everything. And we felt comfortable because I said, you know, it's truly about inclusion. Um, to be able to include those
0: people with disabilities, we have to include their entire culture. Right. And this is something that has become, uh, I, I kind of hate the fact that it's become a hot topic in the way that it has now with <laughs> with the subject of diversity. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I but, mean, right um, now, this week has been. I have seen some headlines of like, "What is happening? Yeah. What is happening?" Yeah, yeah. Um, and and
0: it's yeah, and it's kind of like looking at um, our you know general field in particular, and like how 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 are I guess I could just ask like, how are people even handling <laughs> like how is how is how are people even handling it right now, especially with the like you just said, wanting to kind of welcome all different kind of cultures in and but having to do it in an environment that's becoming increasingly hostile. hostile. Yeah. 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 Increasingly hostile. Yeah.
1: I, I yeah. think that, you know, we're, we're on this verge of, um, you know, some of these things happening that uh, of course, some of them feel like they're out of our control, but mm-hmm. I encourage people to continue to, connect with, you know, you might have that diversity, equity, and inclusion. I know that, you know, sometimes we're not even allowed to say that anymore, (laughs) but,
0: Mm -hmm. um,
1: you know, you might have that in the back of your head. But for me, I just look at, do you have someone in your life who needs our services? I don't Mm -hmm. care what color you are, what culture you're from, how long you've been in this country. Do you need me? I'm going to be available to you. And so yeah. that should cross over all senses of um, you know, culture, background, whatever. If there's something we need, we need it, you know? Mm-hmm. And so as a human being, do you have two legs, two arms, and a head? And, you know, um, <laughs> right. regardless of if I could understand your language, your your native language. And that's something we're even working on is to create opportunities to, to, you know, make sure that our materials are in different languages to make sure that yeah. we could connect with people of different, um, you know, different backgrounds who might not you know readily speak some of the main languages here in the United States, whether it's, mm. you know, English, Spanish, or French, you know? Yeah. Um, so for me, I think it is look at the person period. Look at the person and and if you can do that and move forward and help um that 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 would be my goal just look at that look at look at the person and help that particular person
0: right those are the words that i wish like everyone across the board would kind of take to heart because i think things across the board would go a lot smoother <laughs> if we right. kind of looked at it you know from that from that viewpoint um i really appreciate that and it's uh it's, it's, I think it's kind of refreshing to know that even with like all of this going on, there's so many of us that are still like, you know what, we still are going to stick to our goals of our organizations and everything. Mm-hmm. And we're not, you know, letting, yes, there are challenges and yes, we may have to kind of change certain ways of doing things or how even how we word things, but it doesn't take away from the goals of our different businesses, nonprofits, organizations, and and the individuals.
1: Absolutely, yeah. I I think that when um you know I can't speak for the day that Best Buddies was founded, but I think mm-hmm. that it was um what I love is the reason I know one of the driving forces be, behind why um Best Buddies was founded was because of um Eunice Shriver's daughter um uh, that would be Rosemary Kennedy, right? Rosemary Kennedy Shriver, and that was mm-hmm. our founders uh, aunt and she was one of the first people ever with a disability, of course, unfortunately back then they use the R word, but uh, she was Mm. the first person with an intellectual and developmental disability to ever visit the White House. And that Mm. was because her brother was the, you know, or sorry, her uncle was the, uh, sorry, her family member, let's leave it at that. Mm. (laughs) Her family member was, you know, in the White House as the president. And so, you know, that felt like that was so long ago, but to them, it was this one person, right? Regardless of if that person was family or not, it was this one person that they wanted to showcase how they needed to help that one person. And I think mm-hmm. if we just take it one individual at a time, and that's something else that I want to kind of go back to the parent tip. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it is one individual at a time. Your child is going to be very different from my child, who's going to be very different from a child with Down syndrome, for someone who has a diagnosis of, you know, cerebral palsy. They're going to be different, but at the end of the day, what do they want? They want to be treated like everyone else and included like everyone else. And that's all that we're trying to do, right? We work on the social aspect of doing that. Other organizations work on other pieces, but again, it's that one person. If I could connect one person at a time, then I'm getting
0: my job done. Awesome. That's kind of how I see this, even this podcast. Like, if one person listens and gains something, anything like from it, then it's like, you know what? That's one more person that knows something they didn't before. Well, and that's you've done more. your job
1: because I was <laughs> one of those one people who get connected Aww. with your podcast and learn some new stuff. And I was like, wow, okay. So, again,
0: Part of my village is your podcast, too. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. So um, I wanted to I know that with Best Buddies, you guys have you have one uh, major event that's coming up uh, fairly soon at the time of this recording. But I want you I, I think you guys have two like major events during the year. So I wanted you to kind of go over both of those so that people that were interested now that they've learned a bit more about you and about Best Buddies, if they're interested in joining like what these events are and how they can kind of participate.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So we have events year round that happen for those people who are part of Best Buddies. So we have things I'll I'll share internally some of the things that we're doing. And and of course, when I say internally, once you become a member of Best Buddies, which uh to become a member of Best Buddies, it is absolutely free. Um mm-hmm. uh, you know, if you are in the schools, our school students, um, they do monthly meetings in their chapters, which is great, and that's where. The student with a disability is connected with a student without they hang out and do fun things. Um, so those we actually mandate that they do things monthly. Um, mm-hmm. And and again, that now provides a student with a disability to look forward to something each month to do with their club. Right. right. Uh, think about how you got um, if you were a Girl, girl Scout or, mm-hmm. or for me, I was a brownie, uh, you know, <laughs> and you looked forward to your monthly meetings. You know, Mm -hmm. now you have that student who maybe has no one to talk to at lunch. You know, they're looking forward to that monthly meeting. And I bet you, you know, and you even saw it, some of those students are doing more things in between, you know, they're Mm -hmm. hanging out with them in between. So that's, that's fun. We also, on a quarterly basis, do something called our um, ambassador trainings. And this is an opportunity for people with and without a disability to advocate for our community. And so we do these, um, we do these in schools. We also have done them for, um, older adults. Um, and, um, I'm excited because you got to hear one of our ambassadors speak at our last event and, um, he blew us all away because funny enough, um, I'm going to spill the beans a little bit. I lost his speech. And so, <laughs> and he, oh, he saved himself by getting on his own phone and, uh, he's in his, he's in his late twenties and mm-hmm. he got his speech back up and he did a great presentation and talked about, you know, what best buddies meant to him and, and how it really changed his life. And, did, um, yeah. so that kind of courage that you saw that day is what we want to, um, uh, help bring out in all of our people with and without a disability. Um, I've had organizations such as, um, I've had some, you know, big corporations, um, like Microsoft and others who have come, uh, side by side with us and work as speech coaches to help mm. coach someone with an IDD through doing one of those speeches. And I'll tell you, Angel, that is like one of the most fulfilling parts of my job wow. to sit and help someone, uh come out of their shell and know that someone wants to hear their story and help them to craft that and share it, uh, you know, I'd love to welcome any organization who wants to help us to do that. So those are some of our um, monthly, quarterly events that we do. The two big ones that I told you about and you know about are the ones that are open to our general public. And so my, I, I love this and, and all of Best Buddies knows, Trisha loves walk. So we have a um annual walk. Um it is one of the largest walks in the country. It's actually the largest walk in the country for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities because it happens in multiple um cities during the spring. So for instance, our walk here in Palm Beach County um uh, for all five counties, so people from Um, You know, Indian River, Okeechobee, um, you know, St. Lucie and Martin, please come down and join us. Um, Mm -hmm. It is going to be on April the 22nd. It is at the Ballpark of the Palm Beaches. Um, It's a huge new ballpark that was recently built in the last like six or seven years. Mm -hmm. Amazing venue. And um, it is about a 1.2 mile walk. It is very casual. Uh, You can stroll it really if you wanted to. But what's great about this is this is the opportunity where it's absolutely free for everyone to come up. We, we do ask you to register just so that we could have a count because we provide breakfast, we provide lunch. I think really it's a eating fest and then we walk for a little bit, <laughs> you know? and <laughs> then so, burn off
0: the calories.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. We feed you bagels in the morning, then we have you walk, then we feed you you know, we're, we're working with people like Bole and PDQ mm-hmm. to help provide some of the food for the event you eat. And then we have a dance party. And um, nice. I don't know about anybody else, but I love to dance. A lot of our participants love to dance. That's a stereotype of our participants that they love to dance and have fun. And that's a good stereotype because yeah. they do. <laughs> nice. And so they get out and they dance. So we've got some great DJs this year um, uh, that are coming from Miami uh and they're going to um they're going to really like liven up the party for us so nice. we're really looking forward to that and um yeah and we have um organizations and we have people who uh sponsor um the walk many different companies sponsor our walk um companies that you wouldn't believe i mean like we have uh, our our presenting sponsor this year is uh current builders and they are mm. uh, their cfo has a real tie to our organization and, um, and really helping us to open up some of our school programs. And, um, yeah, so we're looking forward to that. And we're looking forward to, like I said, the dream machine entertainment DJs, um, you know, doing a great job of giving us uh, a dance party. That's absolutely free. Um, I can give you, if you'd like, I can share the link where people can go to, um, to click on and register for that. Um, and if you don't mind sharing it with your audience, so I I can I can share that if if that's okay. Sure. Oh yeah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it's best buddies forward slash palm beach. So again, it's best buddies forward slash palm beach. And for anybody listening anywhere else in the world other than the Palm Beach County area, if you put in best buddies Uh, If you put that in, you will see all the different walks all over. We have walks in uh, Connecticut. We have walks in Hawaii. We have walks in Boston, Pennsylvania. We have tons of walks, uh, multiple walks in Texas. We have about seven walks here in Florida. So you can walk in Miami, Orlando, here in Palm Beach, um, Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, any of those areas. So nice. you know, it's a great
0: way to just see everyone get together. And I'm definitely planning to attend the one here on, in April. I think there's a couple of other people who are interested in attending as well. So absolutely,
1: <laughs> I would I would love to have you all come out. And and that also um, is a way that I really connect with our um, our providers. So what I have shared in the past, and I continue to share, is that if you are a provider for the IDD community. And you are a nonprofit. Um, you know, if we have uh, you have complimentary services to us, I'd love to have you at a table. I provide that absolutely free, um, because I I want to keep bringing out and creating that safety net. So again, you've got to be a nonprofit uh, mm-hmm. who serves particularly the uh, intellectual and developmental disability community, and you're out there. So FAU Card's gonna have a table out there. I uh, love serving. Autism is going to have a table out there. Um, the Arc of Palm Beach County is going to have a table out there. So, um, uh, you know, I, I love having our partners uh, out there, as many as we could possibly fit in that tented area uh, so that you can share your services. Legal aid, um, who, who um, uh department who works with people with IDD is going to be out mm. there also. So nice. I'm just really looking forward to having them you know, share what services they have to continue to create that debt. So that's our, that's our spring event. And that happens um, uh, April 22nd this year. It's always in the springtime. So, Mm -hmm. you know, know that, that, you know, you can come out and do that. Even if you hear this podcast after it's happened, um, you know, it'll be spring of next year again. And then the last one that we have, which is really big is um, some people love to sweat you know and go Mm -hmm. to the walks and you know break a little bit of sweat but some people like to really dress up you know get a little fancy and so we do have a little bit of a fancier event it is our gala and so it's called our champion of the year gala and what i love about this is that it takes place over a large period of time so you have this gala at the end of the year this year we're looking at a date in November for it. Once we get that published, I'll definitely reshare it with you. Um,
0: awesome.
1: Uh, we do. Um, it has a it has a silent auction component, a live auction component, entertainment. But what has been wonderful about this is that this um, has been a way to engage our community leaders. So every year we look for people to nominate. Uh, about 10 to 12 individuals who are community leaders. And what we do is we pair them with someone with an IDD. And for eight to sometimes 10 weeks prior to the, uh, the gala, their job is to, as a team, go out and talk about Best Buddies. They're to go out and to um, help raise funds and they're going to go out and really share the story of their um uh, their uh what what's known as their mission partner so the person with the IDD or the buddy is considered a mission partner that community leader who is the peer buddy is considered a champion so their goal wow. is to champion their mission partner's cause and life and situations and and needs and expectations and champion that to their groups of people and help us to raise um, uh, funds. And again, all these funds help us to keep opening up more schools. We've got 42 schools open right now. But there's, uh, how we know, Angel, there's way more than 42 schools in just Palm Beach County alone. alone so just yes. think if we can get into this program, into every school. But that takes the dollars. And that's what these champions do. So, nice. um, And it's a great experience
0: for them. Awesome, 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 awesome. I am super looking forward to the to the walk and um and like you said definitely pass on the information when everything gets solidified for the gala in November cuz I would love to also uh you Oh know, you're invited. Into- oh yeah. <laughs> I want for you sure. there. <laughs> for sure. And um to kind of wrap up how can someone get in touch with you and Best Buddies if they're interested in you know services or want to know more about what you guys do? So the best way to get in touch with us is uh, you can reach out
1: to bestbuddies.org forward slash Florida. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you click on that, you'll, uh, you can find our office location. Our phone number is 561-972-5312. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I, we, you can also follow us on social media. We're on Instagram and we are at best Buddies, PB as in Palm Beach. Uh, for our Instagram handle, the larger organization is just simply Best Buddies. And you can find us on Facebook under Best Buddies Florida and find us um, on LinkedIn under Best Buddies Florida. Um, and again, you know, any way that you reach us, it'll get back to us to connect with us. Um, if you have a child and you want to find out, you know, hey, how do I start a chapter in their school? you know, we can have that conversation with your, hey, I have a chapter in my school and I just realized that we have one, you know, so can we reach out? Um, If you want to be a part of our citizens program, which is great and is growing, we had about uh, 15 people, no, we had about, yeah, nearly 20 people who went to the movies last week. And um, uh, let me just do a quick shout out on uh, one of our buddies. Uh, out of the Tampa Bay area. Uh, his name is Joshua Felder. Uh, he was just in a movie or right now the movie's out as, as of the taping in this podcast, uh, it's called champions and mm-hmm. he has a starring role next to Woody Harrelson. I don't want to yep. spoil it, but he has his own scenes, you know, and his <laughs> own storyline. And he was amazing. And, um, I had the privilege of meeting Joshua when, um, Uh, A couple years back, he's an uh, incredible young man. And just to see him blossom and bloom from being, uh, you know, a speaker and maybe a little bit shyer to now, you know, being starring side by side with a movie star, you know, being a movie star himself. So there have been a lot of people have gone to the movies and you see a lot of people with disabilities having a great time and cheering on. We're cheering on one of our own and we're so proud of Joshua and, you know, and and him opening doors for other people with um, intellectual
0: uh, disabilities to be able to shine on the on the big screen. When I heard that, like, yeah, yeah, Best Buddies member is actually like in the movie. I was like, whoa, that's awesome. Yeah. And he has his own
1: storyline. I was like, oh, my gosh, you're just like not
0: one, just another person in here. you like have your own storyline in it. It's great. Yeah. That is amazing, oh my gosh well um trisha i I thank you for taking time out to come onto the podcast. I appreciate you telling us about kind of like your story and and best buddies and everything that's what you know you're kind of the epitome of what this podcast is all about and what I want to do with it so um, thank you so much for taking the time out and and definitely don't be a stranger. I'm sure we will have you on again. I love to kind of you know the prospect of repeating folks, <laughs> especially when it gets closer to like the gala. So I definitely want okay. to have you on for that as well. Um, Absolutely.
1: And yeah. and I'll come on if you make me a promise that I can bring on maybe one of my buddy ambassadors with me next
0: time. Definitely, 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 definitely.
1: That would be great. That would be great. Well, this has been um, an absolute pleasure. And I hope that I've given some words of wisdom that can help parents. I hope that my fellow providers um, you know, um, connect with me. Um, it's Trisha Williams at bestbuddies.org. I want to hear from some of my, um, you know, my partners out here in the community. Uh, let's all work together to really create a better world for all of our kids are those
0: with and without disabilities. Agree. Thank you so much. And again, big thank you to Trisha Williams for coming on board and being uh, on our podcast today from Best Buddies. It was really great just having a wonderful dialogue with her. And if you are interested in possibly being on this podcast, let me know, you know, let's let's look up. Let's possibly have, uh, you know, you on the show or if you have an idea for a future episode of the podcast, definitely let me know. Uh, You can find the podcast on my website, which is www.sparkguidance.com spelled S-P-A-R-C-G-U-I-D-A-N-C-E.com. You can also email me at angel, A-N-G-E-L-W, at sparkguidance.com, same spelling. The podcast has its own direct website as well. It's www.sparkupautism.com. That's S-P-A-R-C-U-P-A-U-T-I-S-M.com. You can also find the podcast on all the major platforms that have podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, like it, it's, it's everywhere at this point. And um, I also have my own business, Spark Guidance, where I train uh, different uh, organizations and providers on things related to autism. So if your organization is interested in possibly having a training, you can email me and let's talk. Again, thank you for joining me on this episode. I look forward to meeting and talking to some of our i'm always up to um meeting uh, listeners out in, in the wild so to speak so don't be a stranger and remember be blessed don't be stressed bye